listening to the Washington Weekly Review. I'm the Southeast Iowa Union's Kaylin McCain. It's the week of July 1, 2023. Our local stories this week feature vacant buildings, Main Street requirements, and the Brighton Fire Board. All of that and more after the big picture. A widespread drought has experts and farmers worried about this year's crop yields in Iowa. ISU Extension field agronomist Rebecca Vidito said statewide dryness wasn't itself unusual, but that its timing during the usually wet season of May and June was. Um, and obviously this can have an impact too on our yield potential and that we still have a, a window yet where if we do get some rain um, consistently throughout the growing season here yet, like it's not all like doom and gloom, but we're going to need consistent rainfall to help us if we want to reach um, more of our, our yield potential, but some of that top end's already been taken off with the dry conditions that we've had. This far into the growing season, Kyoto area farmer Lindsey Greiner said there was little producers could do other than hope for rain. Still, he said he had faith in the resilience of the crops. We could still have a pretty decent crop, and I think we found out in the last four or five years that we can raise a pretty good crop on less rain than we used to with the uh, genetics we have nowadays. But they, uh, if you're going to get, if you're not going to get very much rain, you really need it at the right times. In Haskins, farmer Dave Scubal said his biggest concern was in the pastures. With grazing fields already dried out, he started feeding his cattle hay early in June. Usually, our pastures will, you know, by August or so, it'll dry up, and we have to haul feed and water to them. But this year we were doing it by the 1st of June, and we never usually haul feed and water that early in the year. So it's it's going to be a long summer. <laughs> plus, plus you're burning your winter feed supply. The stuff that we'll that we'd have fed in the winter, we're feeding it now. So, but uh, we've got one ace in the hole if if we can chop a lot of corn silage. So if we run out run low on hay, we'll we'll chop extra corn silage. So. Uh, we'll be able to deal with it. It'll just be a lot more work. That's the big picture. We'll be back with the local news after the break. Todd Hahn Construction is an award-winning custom home builder with a 28-year history in the greater Iowa City area. Hahn's goal is to build you the finest quality custom home while providing you with a positive experience along the way. It's one of the many reasons they've been named the Iowa City Area Home Builder of the Year time and time again. A custom home is more than just a house. It's the culmination of a dream and years of hard work. Todd Hahn Construction makes that dream come true by always putting you, the customer, first. For more information, go to toddhahnconstruction.com. That's T-O-D-D-H-A-H-N construction.com. A committee of Washington City officials and business leaders is working on a proposed new chapter to the city code. The rules would govern vacant and partially vacant buildings downtown, including any where at least half of one floor goes unused. The rules would subject buildings to occasional on-site evaluations from city staff to ensure compliance with requirements for weatherproofing, pest control, and structural maintenance. Mayor Pro Tem Millie Youngquist said the ordinance would help keep downtown presentable. I would say that we are concerned with keeping our historical district in good shape. Plus, there have been some things recently, Davenport, and there was another building that collapsed in, was it Old Line or something? That is something that, you know, 
we don't want to see happen. City Administrator Deanna McCusker said the proposal was on track for a recommendation to the City Council in the coming months. She said it was a necessary safety precaution. It's more because what happens is, and this happens, a roof gets a small hole in. Nobody knows it or they don't care. Mm-hmm. And then rain gets in, snow gets in, and then it becomes a bigger issue. Then it can affect the structure of that building. And being downtown, it can then affect the structure uh, or the security, stability of neighboring buildings. Mm-hmm. Main Street Washington will have to update its practices to stay accredited as Main Street America plans to change its requirements over the next two years. In an interview late last week, Main Street America representative Jackie Sweetheart said the new requirements would add nuance. The old standards didn't go away. They're still baked into the new standards. We just expanded upon them. So instead of saying, for example, the old standard one was, do you have a board of directors? Now we're saying, does your board of directors reflect your community's demographics? Do your board of directors um, participate in things like fundraising and advocacy? Do your board members show up to meetings? We have like very concrete things that we're looking for versus just do you have a board? Main Street Washington Board President Maddie Widmer said she was optimistic after a tour of town with Sweetheart drew positive feedback. We're still doing the work day in and day out to provide a, a or a vibrant district in Washington, um, even though amongst all of the changes between our staff, our board members, um, the, the accreditation program, you know, amongst all the noise, the work is still important. And, and that's why she was here today. So I, I think that was really important to impress upon the board today. Main Street Washington Executive Director Samantha Meyer said the group would prioritize fixing monetary issues as it transitioned to the new requirements. Every single one of our committees has some sort of fundraising goal for the year. And so that is our number one priority is is getting our name out there and, and the look and the feel of our downtown. But then also, I don't want to say cashing in on that, but you know, making sure that we're also benefiting from it so that we aren't in a bad monetary situation, Um, and just keeping the program going. The Brighton Fire Advisory Board held its inaugural meeting late last week. Conversation centered on whether the city should apply for a riverboat grant to build a new facility. Firefighters said the extra space was needed to house a trailer of rescue equipment that's currently stored in a shed across town from the station. It would also be tall enough to accommodate new, taller models of fire trucks as they're required. City Council Representative Kathy Rich said she was hesitant to commit matching funds without a concrete plan laid out for other upcoming department expenses. I know a building sounds really nice, but is it necessary? Considering property tax relief has been going on, I don't know that the city's going to get as much as that. I don't know what you townships are going to be collecting. Firefighter Mark Cobb, who attended the meeting as a spectator, is also a member of the Washington County Riverboat Foundation board. He said recent attention to the city made now the right time to apply. Because of the attention that was brought to the Brighton situation, I really truly believe that the Riverboat Foundation board would put forward a grant for Brighton and for this situation. It was in the news, there was attention brought to it, and I think that the demeanor of the board 
is such that it would it would move forward. I really believe that. I agree with Kathy that the proper way to do it would be to for this board to look at the finances. But I also think that the time is right. Dutch Creek Township Representative Dan Lewers said he agreed with the need for more information, but saw no harm in applying either way. I think that that makes a lot of sense to apply. There's probably no harm in applying, right? But to Kathy's point, guys, I don't see a lot of buttoned-up economic thinking in here today. That's how we run our business. That's Without that, I hear all the noise and, and moving parts, and there's a lot of those. But at the end of the day, to make a good economic decision, I think we got to Fire Chief Bill Farmer said he'd gather cost estimates and reconvene the board before riverboat grants open for applications. That's the local news. Stick around for the best news I've heard all week, right after the break. This week's show is brought to you by Cafe Dodici. Stop by and enjoy a stylish dining room decorated with art from around the world, or have a meal on the European-style patio. Dodici's serves lunch and dinner Wednesday through Saturday, or you can come in for Sunday brunch. Dodici's offers new specials every week. The Value Meal features a three-part lunch special for just $12.12, and the Blue Plate is a three-course dinner special for just $21.12. You can double up your savings on Thursday nights with half-off bottles of wine. Treat your senses to a gourmet meal, complete with craft cocktails, fine wines, and richly decorated ambiance, all with a view of Washington's beautiful downtown. You don't need a plane ticket to save Italian food and award-winning cuisine. And now, the best news I've heard all week. Organizers said TrekFest 38 was a success last weekend, drawing visitors to Riverside from as far as Washington, D.C. Chris Noondorf, who won the Starfleet costume contest, said he was excited to be back in Riverside for his second time at TrekFest. The two guests last year, the two Klingon actors, um, I'm a big fan, was a big fan of those, so we decided... Uh, at the last minute, because there was, it was storming last year, we said, oh, let's do it anyway. We came down, we, down here, we had a blast, and then, so we said, well, next year we got to go in costume. So. Thanks for tuning in. This show is a product of the Southeast Iowa Union. To get your ad on air, you can call 319-653-2191. Hey, if you heard news today that you think somebody else might want to hear, please send them a link to the episode. It helps us out a lot when you spread the word about the show. That's all for now. This has been the Washington Weekly Review, and I have been Kalen McCain. Have a great week and a happy 4th of July.